So the Sixers get absolutely devoured by the Heat in Game 5. They drop this one by a whopping 120-85. to And now the Sixers down 3-2 to in the series, returning to Philadelphia on the brink of elimination. We will talk about it all. Let's go. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Be sure to ring that bell so you don't miss any of the content. I don't really know what to say. I don't have a lot of words after a game like this. You know, just very bad in many aspects. Just uh, just a terrible game overall, and it, it sucks. It really does in a game where, you know, the, the stakes were high, right? The magnitude was great. This was a game that you wanted to come out and win and hopefully come back to Philly now that you had the momentum and and try to close it off in Philadelphia. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you came out on the complete opposite end and there were so many things that ran, went wrong with this game. It reminded me, honestly, of, you know, one of the regular season games at the end of the regular season where, you know, we're just like, is this team even locked in? You know, are they focused? Are they trying? What's going on here? Why does this look like that? Why does this look like that? Everything in their right mind went wrong today and every guy just did not play well, and and it's weird. It's like I don't have a lot of, of words in a game like this because there were so many things wrong, and, and it's just like the Heat completely outplayed us tonight. Um, I mean, we, we look at this game overall, right? You know, the Miami Heat had lost two straight. Joel Embiid seemed to really have his impact, and what did the Heat do? They came out and they adjusted, and they, I'll give them credit. They did a good job with that. Um they did a lot of things defensively to the Sixers tonight. Now, um, in terms of the Sixers, they just did not show up tonight. I don't know what it was. This gave me complete Game 5 in Toronto vibes. Not in Toronto, but, you know, going up against Toronto. This gave me the same kind of vibes, right? Just no preparation. Nobody was ready for the game. And it's concerning, you know, because the Sixers have now lost seven straight Game 5s in the playoffs the Sixers, you know, lose this game, and, and the team that wins game five usually goes on uh, to win a, a best-of-seven series. But, you know, what what really concerns me is just in a game with this on the line, right, where, where the Sixers really finally could have, you know, made this series theirs. And not only did they lose, I don't care that they lost, they could have came out and played a tight, tough game, but the fact that they lose like this, you score 85 points. You get blown out by 35. I mean, come on now. Come on, really? Really? It's just putrid. It's a terrible job. And um, you just have to hope that everything went wrong tonight for the Sixers and everything went right for Miami and that you can turn it around next game. Um, I will say it's very intriguing in this series that every team who seems to be at home has this crazy advantage somehow. They can magically hit shots better than the other team. Um, They look more comfortable. Maybe home advantage is such a thing in this series. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, But after the last two games, you know, a lot of us expected at least the Sixers to put up a good fight in this, and they completely lost it today. Um, And we start with Joel Embiid, you know, and and I don't want to go off on a tangent too much. Like I said, I don't have much to say about this game. Um, I just have to hope that the Sixers can can come back next game. And it's weird, I'm a little bit confident that they can come out and win game six. The question is, can they subsequently win game seven? I don't know based off how we've looked in three games in Miami. But anyway, besides the fact, um, I don't want to get too far off track, but 
hearing some of the things that were said at halftime and on the post-game show of the TNT uh, broadcast and just a lot of things I'm hearing right now, I'm just going to put this to bed and squash it real easy. If you are blaming Joel Embiid, and I'm sorry, you just don't have a clue as to what the heck you were talking about. The fact that I heard Charles Barkley and Shaq, I like those guys, I like their show. Okay, that you know, Charles is a Philly guy. I respect them. I like them. But I'm allowed to disagree with their take, and I wholeheartedly disagree with what they said. They sounded like complete fools tonight on that show. They did. Saying that Joel Embiid, because he lost the MVP award, came out and was distracted, and his energy relayed to the rest of the Sixers team, who then played bad because of Joel. I mean, that is probably the worst take I've ever heard. If you were out here blaming Joel, and there are a lot of people blaming Joel on this, okay? I know he didn't play well. He had 17 points. He only took 12 shot attempts, went 7 for 12. He actually started off really, really poor and then came back and picked it up in the third quarter and really tried to go on a run and help us out. But if you're going to blame Joel Embiid for that, I mean, you're just wrong. Let me tell you what actually happened tonight because that's why people apparently like coming here because... I actually try to provide some substance behind it, okay? What I saw in this game, and this is kudos to Eric Spolcher and the Miami Heat, they came out, and yes, Joel settled for some certain shot attempts. I thought he should have been more aggressive getting into the low block, but what the Heat did was Eric Spolcher looked at the last two games and said, you know, we're letting Joel catch the ball, then doubling. He's just getting too, uh, you know, aggressive, and he's just too dominant. So what we are going to do is prevent him from even catching the ball. And there were many times in this game I can remember where Joel Embiid was getting harassed before he even had the basketball. He was having two guys on him, throwing hips at him, right, trying to get him out of position. And after he got injured early in this game, you know, obviously he's already playing with a broken bone in his face. He's got a torn thumb. He probably has a couple other injuries. Then he tries to save an inbounds pass and gets hurt. And then... He gets hit by the basketball after Deadman slaps it and it hits him in the face and he's on the ground literally crying. I mean, it's excruciating pain. And after all that, you know, Joel is still trying to do his thing and then combined with the heat and their strategy in this game, I feel like Joel just did not want to enter that paint because he knew what was coming at him. And, and that's kudos to them. Um, so for people to sit up here and blame Joel Embiid, the guy that shouldn't even be playing in this series, the fact that he's even here willing through this pain is just sensational. And I just, I can't believe that the media is going to run with that narrative. It's just insane. It'll be all over the shows tomorrow. You'll see. And it's funny because the last couple of days, everybody started to sway a little bit back towards the Sixers saying, oh, well, they look like they have it in terms of this series. And now tomorrow you'll see everybody say, oh, we were wrong. The Heat are going to have it. And that actually gives me a confidence boost that Sixers can come out on Thursday, be the underdog again, and maybe get one done. But anyway, um, just to say that about Joel, if you are blaming Joel Embiid, you don't know what the heck you're talking about, okay? Because Joel went out there tonight, and he was trying to play through this stuff. And, and besides that, you know, nobody else on his team stepped up. And I'm disappointed in him, all right? James Harden had a great first half. He finished with 14, 6, and 4. He finished 5 for 13. He was going off in the first half. I think he had like 13 points. And then he just disappeared in the second half when Joel needed another guy. Tyrese Maxey. This was one of his worst games. Tyrese Maxey, what, nine points, two for ten? I don't know what it is about going on the road. Just uncomfortable, couldn't do anything. Defensively, he was such a liability, and um, he just couldn't do anything. And I said 
earlier before the game, you know, the Heat would make adjustments. I predicted they would make adjustments to Joel and James, especially after last game. And this had to be the Tyrese Maxey game. And he just did not show up. He was not aggressive. He was not taking it to the hole. I, I just don't know what happened. I don't know why Tyrese got passive tonight and he couldn't even hit any open shots. Tobias was five for 14. That wasn't effective. Danny Green went two for four. He's been great the last couple games. The Sixers have needed those shooters to step up. We needed that tonight. We only shot 28% from three while the Heat shot 39%. Wow, look at that. The home team in this series, every game seems to be, you know, advantageous in hitting their shots while the other team struggles. Maybe it's the home crowds. I don't know because the Heat barely even have a home crowd. But, um, you know, Danny Green was not effective and he only took four shots. Why didn't he take more? I don't know. We were getting some open looks. We couldn't knock them down. Uh, the bench was absolutely terrible. All right, George Niang was 0 for 6 with no points in 16 minutes. One rebound, really. Uh, Matisse Thibel was a liability once again. Did not do anything offensively. We put him in and we tried to get a, a, you know, a stop on some of these guys because the Heat, every guy was in double digits in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler had a game again, 23 at 9 in the first couple minutes. Tucker had 10, 4, and 7. At one point, Tucker was utilizing the dribble drive. The Sixers played absolutely no defense. If you want me to be honest, that's the number one reason we lost the game. Drop coverage in the pick and roll. Let them attack the mid-range all night. They were hitting their threes. We didn't play a lick of defense. Tucker had 10. Adebayo had 12 and 6. Vincent, 15, 5, and 2. Max Struess decided to finally wake up and have a great game. I don't think all these things will happen every game, and I don't think they'll happen in Philadelphia. But 19 for Struess. He had like three threes in the first couple minutes. Um, you know, they were going off. And I, I mean, it just got to a point where everybody was hitting their shots. I mean, with eight minutes to go, we're waving the white flag. You got Haywood Highsmith, the former Sixer in the game. You got Jaden Springer in the game. Okay. I mean, this was just a crap show at the end. Um, and we had one shot. We had cut it to about 10 or 12. We start the fourth quarter and we let them go on a 7-0 run, uh, right away. And it, you know, they just didn't look back. It was just bad at that point. Uh, but, yeah, Thibel was a liability. I don't even think he can play, honestly. I mean, um, you just can't play him. He was a minus 15 in 11 minutes. Shake Milton gave us nine off the bench, two for eight, though. Wasn't really too confident. Court got in at the end, looked okay. Um, Paul Reed was just, eh. I mean, nothing on the bench tonight, and nobody on this team stepped up. And, and really, the overarching thing, in addition to the defense, obviously the the rebounding, we got absolutely hounded on the boards i mean every like why do i even have to analyze it every single category we got ousted on and the the heat played quicker harder you know more aggressive more physical i mean they were just all over us and again they took the ball out of joel Embiid's hands and nobody else stepped up but really it was the energy like i said to lose a game like this to have no energy no preparation uh doc talked about it on the post game said you know we just, we had nothing from the start and they had it all, which is concerning again in a big game like this, but I just hope uh, we can come out next game and correct that because uh, now your life's on the line, man. This is, uh, this is for the season, right? If you lose, you go home. You have to come out and play harder and we have to find it. And it, it was definitely devastating losing in this manner in a game five. I mean, it just can't happen. Um, and we, you know, there's just no excuses. You got to come out and win next game. But uh, just for all the blame and the, the national media pundits trying to coin this on Joel, it's just unbelievable with what he is playing through. Um, you know, and the guy's really never had enough help beside him. And I'm not saying that he 
couldn't have played better. He could have, but, you know, just the strategy that Miami went with, it was just tough, man. It was really, uh, really tough. And and that's just kind of where I'm at with this game. That's kind of where I'm at with this game. I just want to not think about it anymore, throw it away, and get ready for the next one. Um, but, yeah, the Heat outplayed us in every category, and they were tougher. We have to come out on Thursday night and punch them in the mouth and go win that game and look like we did before. So it seems to be the home team type of theme in this series. We will see how it goes. Those are just my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comments section. Appreciate you for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.